Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. The 2026 FIFA Men's World Cup is still three years away, but the tournament is going to be hosted in North America, and cities across the United States are fighting to host the World Cup final. We're talking about Los Angeles, New York, and Dallas. So today I'm going to break down each city and stadium and why it does or doesn't make sense. We'll talk about the business factors to consider, including stadium quality, market, logistics, and more. And then I'll run you through the recruitment efforts each city is giving to try to get the final from FIFA. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, so let's get right into it. Now, some of you may have seen that last week, FIFA president Gianni Infantino attended the NFL's Dallas Cowboys first New York Jets game at AT&T Stadium in Texas. The FIFA president sat with owner Jerry Jones in his personal box. He was also seen chatting with Texas Governor Greg Abbott, and everyone in the stadium knew why he was there, to scout Dallas as a potential World Cup final host. But Dallas isn't the only city trying to woo FIFA's president into hosting the 2026 FIFA World Cup final. New York and Los Angeles also seem like logical choices. Now, we all know the FIFA World Cup is the world's biggest sporting event. I don't think I have to explain that to you. The tournament generates about $8 billion in revenue every four years. Millions of international visitors descend on the host country to watch the games. And FIFA says 1.5 billion people, 1.5 billion people, that's literally 20% of the world's total population, watch the 2022 World Cup final on television. So when it was announced that the United States, Canada, and Mexico would be hosting the 2026 Men's FIFA World Cup, everyone started jockeying for position. Now, FIFA later came out and they named the initial 16 host cities that would be hosting group play games. The United States got 11 of them, Mexico landed three, and Canada settled for two. In the United States, cities like Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Miami, New York slash New Jersey, Philadelphia, and San Francisco and Seattle will be hosting games. And in Mexico, there's three, Guadalajara, Mexico City, and Monterey. And then Canada, again, has two with Toronto and Vancouver. But the knockout games, we're talking about semifinals, quarterfinals, and the finals, are even more valuable. And the competition to get those games is incredibly fierce. Now, New York City and Los Angeles emerged as the early favorites, and that makes a lot of sense. New York City, for instance, is the largest metropolitan area in the United States. There's nearly 20 million people that live there. It's an enormous media market. It's easily accessible for international travelers with three major airports right there in LaGuardia, JFK, and Newark. And corporate money would sell out these luxury suites and sponsorships in an instant. I used to live and work in New York City. I used to attend sporting events all the time for work. And one of the things that I don't think many people get unless you have been in and around New York is how much corporate money goes into these events. The boxes at MSG are virtually all sold out through corporations. We're talking about banks. We're talking about law firms. We're talking about people that want to entertain clients. The same exact thing would be happening if the World Cup knockout games or a final was hosted in New York's last New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. Now, again, one of the issues is public transportation, other things like that. But again, New York has a lot of positives. 
largest metro area. MetLife Stadium has 82,000 seats, which is above the threshold for FIFA's World Cup final. They have 130,000 hotel rooms, which is more than virtually, I think, every other place in the entire country. And there is public transport, albeit it's not amazing, but there is public transport to and from MetLife Stadium if that's what you want to use. And Los Angeles is pretty solid, too. SoFi Stadium is literally the nicest stadium I've ever been to in my entire life. It's probably the world's nicest stadium. Now, they would have to increase the stadium's capacity by about 10,000 seats. The reason for this is because FIFA has an 80,000 seat requirement for a World Cup final. The stadium has to have 80,000 seats at a minimum. So SoFi Stadium would have to add about 10,000 seats, including they would have to move the field around a little bit to actually get the pitch to fit in there. But it's a $5 billion stadium. It would easily be the nicest venue to ever host a World Cup final. The MLS team there, LAFC, they routinely sell out 100% of their 22,000-seat stadium capacity. Now, I don't say that in a, in a way where like FIFA is going to have a hard time selling tickets. The final is going to be packed. The ticket demand is going to be crazy. It's going to go for a lot of money regardless, especially if it's in LA. But there's a man there. There's a soccer culture existing there. And the demand for tickets would reach astronomical levels. So again, there's just under 100,000 hotel rooms in Los Angeles too, plenty, second largest metro area in the United States, huge media, huge celebrity market, international airport, really nice stadium, $5 billion plus stadium at SoFi, and uh, the soccer culture is already existing. So those two, New York and LA, have been the early favorites for a long time. They're on two opposite ends of the country, but the two biggest cities in North America, and they have huge media markets, they have the infrastructure to be able to hold this game. But, 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 but... Dallas, Texas is intent on making its case. As I mentioned earlier, the FIFA president was at a game last week. He was talking to the governor of Texas. He was sitting with Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. They showed him on the screen, although he did get booed. He was obviously enjoying his time. And Cowboys owner Jerry Jones is no stranger to big events. AT&T Stadium in Dallas has a capacity for 100,000 people compared to 70,000 for SoFi or 82,000 for MetLife. So it's a bigger stadium. And they have already hosted some of the world's biggest sporting events. We're talking about the Super Bowl. They've hosted the college football playoff national championship game. They've hosted the men's final four. They've hosted WrestleMania multiple times. Basically, everything you can imagine that would fit into a stadium that's the biggest sporting events have been to AT&T Stadium in Dallas. The stadium opened, I think, just over a decade ago. It was the crown jewel of the NFL. Now some other stadiums have been built since. But it's still incredibly relevant from a technology perspective. They have a 160-foot-wide by 72 foot tall video board. That's over 11,000 square feet. They have a retractable roof to deal with the summer heat. And there's plenty of food and entertainment options in and around the venue. Now, Dallas has 78,000 hotel rooms. So again, a little bit less than New York and Los Angeles, but still pretty good. They have a bunch of luxury suites, which I actually think is really important because if you're a FIFA or whatever, and you want to make a lot of money on the game, specifically the stadium owners too, the fact that suites sell for Dallas Cowboys games at $10,000 to $35,000 a suite, you're going to be able to charge two, three, four times that for the FIFA World Cup final if you were to get it. So I say all this to talk through my conclusion, which is where do I think the World Cup final will end up? And truth be told, my guess personally is Dallas, Texas. And I'll walk you guys through why I think this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So I think New York and LA are certainly good options. Let's start with New York, though. I think there's a few problems that are inherently there with MetLife Stadium in the New York market. Number one, the FIFA World Cup final is going to be during the summer. It could be 100 degrees in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium when this is happening. It could be incredibly humid, and they will be outdoors, obviously, for this game because the stadium doesn't have a retractable roof. The other issue that FIFA very much does not want to deal with is a thunderstorm or massive amounts of rain or anything else like that, letting the elements affect the TV coverage. And the reason why that's so important is because of the time difference, right? This is not just a U.S.-based event where you can start it at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and even if it gets delayed a couple hours, continue to play and people will be interested. This is a global event where the time difference makes a huge impact on people's viewing ability. So they don't want to deal with weather, which I think is one of the reasons why they won't choose MetLife Stadium for the final. There's also nothing really to do around the stadium. Anyone that has ever been to MetLife before I'm a Giants fan, so I can say this. It's incredibly disappointing how new that stadium is and how not great it is, quite frankly. We've seen U.S. Bank Stadium go up in Minnesota. We've seen SoFi Stadium. We see all these new stadiums. Real Madrid just got a new stadium in Spain. All these new stadiums are going up, even stadiums that were built before MetLife Stadium, and they're all significantly better. MetLife Stadium is just not good. It's just not good. The Athletic recently, all their writers ranked, all their NFL writers that travel to these stadiums every single week, ranked all the NFL stadiums, and they ranked MetLife Stadium number 25 in the NFL. So it's not even a good NFL stadium. Obviously, we've seen the discussion between turf and grass there. That won't really matter because people will come in beforehand and make sure that the grass is up to standard and the players aren't going to get hurt. But still, I don't think MetLife Stadium is the answer, and I don't think SoFi Stadium is either. I mentioned before that SoFi Stadium is too small right now, so they could go in and they could add a bunch of seats, maybe some standing room only or things like that, to reach that 80,000 seat threshold. But the matter of fact is that they actually have to widen the field too to fit a soccer pitch. SoFi Stadium was not built to hold soccer matches, so they're going to have to move some of the stands and eliminate some of the front row stands anyways, which is going to make it even more difficult to add 10,000 more seats because you're eliminating seats to make the field big enough for FIFA standards. So I think that's something to watch too. The other thing is they already hosted a final in LA. They did it at the Rose Bowl in 94 when the FIFA World Cup was here then. And the matter of fact is that the time zone isn't ideal. The 1994 FIFA World Cup kicked off at 12.30 p.m. at the Rose Bowl. So just after noon. And all of the other World Cup finals kick off at night. The last six have kicked off at 9 p.m., 8 p.m., 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m., 4, 6, and 6 p.m. So the earliest that any of the last ones have kicked off since then is 4 p.m. Now, they could do noon again, but it's not ideal because you have to work around all of the other time zones. So you're asking players that have been accustomed to playing night games in the United States while they're there for the tournament to all of a sudden play a 12.30 p.m. kickoff. Not ideal and another reason why I do not think that they will host the final there. So what does that bring us to? That brings us to Dallas. Now, there are some other stadiums that could potentially sneak in and offer FIFA something that's just out of this world and unimaginable. But right now, it seems like these are the three contenders. And that's why I think Dallas is going to get it. And a couple of the reasons why I think Dallas is going to get it is because 
this venue seats 100,000 people, 100,000 people. So it seats significantly more than FIFA needs at 80,000. Maybe they have to remove a few of those because some of them are standing room only or whatever. But even if they get 90,000, that place is going to be rocking. It's going to be a spectacle. Not only that, but the stadium is amazing. I mentioned the video board that they had earlier and the broadcast and viewing experience at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas is unbelievable. It's unlike virtually anything else in the United States, maybe apart from SoFi Stadium. And the part that you have to remember is that there's probably going to be, call it 90,000 people attending this game in person. But again, there's going to be 1.5 billion people watching this on television. So in most cases, what FIFA really wants to do is they want to optimize for the viewer, not necessarily the attendee. Obviously, you want the attendees to have a good time and a positive experience, but you're optimizing for the viewer because there's so many more of them, right? 1.5 billion versus 90,000. So in Dallas, the viewing experience from a television perspective is going to be much better than any other stadium. Plus, you get the time zone difference where you're kind of meeting in the middle. So my guess is, again, this is just my personal opinion, but my guess is that FIFA ends up deciding a few different things. They're probably going to host the semifinals or quarterfinals in New York and Los Angeles. I think that probably makes a lot of sense. And then you have them meet in the middle in Dallas to play the final. And the reason why I think they would do that is because all the reasons I mentioned before about Dallas being great from a viewership perspective, but also then you're requiring everyone to travel the same amount of time to Dallas. The location from a time zone perspective is better. You're able to make tremendous amounts of money because they have so many luxury suites at AT AT&T Stadium. There's stuff to do around the stadium with Texas Live and other things like that from a food and restaurant perspective. There's going to be concerts and other things there too. AT&T Stadium is also only about 15 minutes away from a major airport, a major international airport. So for people traveling internationally to attend the games, there's an airport literally 15 minutes away. There's plenty of hotels in the area for people to go and stay at. They have a retractable roof. So it's climate controlled, it's climate proof to where weather or rain or thunderstorms or anything like that cannot affect the level of play or the time or anything like that, right? You can control exactly what's going to be happening. And that's why I think Dallas is going to end up getting this. We don't know when they're going to announce this. I've heard rumors that they're going to be announcing this at some time, potentially before the end of this year. So there's a couple of year ramp up. Maybe it comes early in the following year. But ultimately, we'll probably know within the next like six to eight months where the final in 2026 is going to be held. But the one thing that I would caveat all of this with is do not underestimate Jerry Jones. You may hate Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, or maybe you love Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, but he has done a better job on the business perspective than any single NFL owner over the last several decades. If you really think about it, the Cowboys have won nothing over the last several decades. No Super Bowls, no big games, nothing like that. Most of the time, they haven't been very good but they have the biggest fan base in the NFL. They sell more merchandise than anyone in the NFL. They make more money than anyone in the NFL, and they have a higher valuation than anyone in the NFL. And that is because of what Jerry Jones has built this team into. AT&T Stadium was a masterpiece. It, in a lot of ways, led a lot of the stadium projects that we've seen over the last several years and the ones that we'll see over the coming decade. They do an incredible job with the big events, and that's a reason why so many of these events end up going to Dallas. And I think that they would do a really great job with the FIFA Men's World Cup final. But all of that is to be determined. At the end of the day, we know that FIFA can be courted. Government officials can give them certain things, specifically when hundreds of millions of dollars in economic impact and thousands of jobs are on the line. None of these cities, none of them are going to go down without a fight. And I certainly don't expect LA or New York City to go down without one either. 
That's it for today though, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and leave me a five-star review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this episode. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, what I could be doing better and so forth. I hope everyone has a great day and we'll talk later this week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.